Section 54 of The Wit and Humor of America, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty Chen. A Bully Boat and a Brat Captain, A Story of Steamboat Life on the Mississippi, by Sol Smith. Does anyone remember the caravan? She was what would now be called a slow boat, and then, in 1827, she was regularly advertised as the fast-running etc., her regular trips from new orleans to natchez were usually made in from six to eight days a trip made by her in five days was considered remarkable a voyage from new orleans to vicksburg and back including stoppages generally entitled the officers and crew to a month's wages whether the caravan ever achieved the feat of a voyage to the falls in libbyville i have never learned if she did she must have had a time of it it was my fate to take passage in this boat the captain was a good-natured easy-going man careful of the comfort of his passengers and exceedingly fond of the game of brag we had been put out a little more than five days, and we were in hopes of seeing the bluffs of Natchez on the next day. Our wood was getting low, and night coming on. The pilot on duty above, the other pilot held three aces at the time, and was just calling out the captain who went it strong on three kings, sent down word that the mate had reported the stock of wood reduced to half a cord. The worthy captain excused himself to the pilot, whose watch was below, and the two passengers who made up the party, and hurried to the deck, where he was soon discovered by the landmarks that we were about half a mile from a woodyard which she said was situated right round yonder point. But, muttered the captain, I don't much like to take wood of the yellow-faced old scoundrel who owns it. He always charges a quarter of a dollar more than anyone else. However, there's no chance. The boat was pushed to her utmost, and a little less than an hour, when our fuel was about giving out, we made the point, and our cables were out and fastened to trees along a good-sized wood pole. Hello, Colonel. How do you sell your wood this time? A yellow-faced old gentleman, with a two-weeks beard, strings over his shoulders rolling up to his armpits, a pair of copper-ass-colored linsey-woolsey pants, the legs of which reached a very little below the knee, shoes without stockings, a faded broad-brimmed hat, which had once been black, and a pipe in his mouth, casting a glance at the empty guards of our boat, and uttering a grunt as he rose from fastening our spring-line, answered, "'Why, Captain, we must charge you three and a quarter this time?' "'The dull replied the captain." captains did swear a little in those days what's the all quarter for i should like to know you only charged me three as i went down why captain drawled out the wood merchant with a sort of leer on his yellow countenance which clearly indicated that his wood was as good as sold what's rid since you went down two weeks ago besides you are aware that you very seldom stop going down and when you're going up you're sometimes obliged to give me a call because the current's against you and there's no other woodyard for nine miles ahead and if you happen to be nearly out of fuel why well, well, interrupted the captain, we'll take a few quarts under the circumstances, and return to his game of brag. In about half an hour we felt the caravan commence paddling again. Supper was over, and I retired to my upper berth, situated alongside and overlooking the brag table, where the captain was deeply engaged, having now the other pilot as his principal opponent. We jogged on quietly, and seemed to be going at a good rate. How does that wood burn? inquired the captain of the mate, who was looking on at the game. Tisn't of much account, I reckon, answered the mate. It's cottonwood, and most of it green at that. Well, Thompson, three aces again, stranger, I'll take that X in the small change, if you please, it's your deal. Thompson, I'd say we'd better take three or four quarts in the next woodyard. Can't be more than six miles from here. Two aces in the bracker with the H hand over those Vs. The game went on, and the paddles kept moving. At eleven o'clock, it was reported to the captain that we were nearing the woodyard, and the light being distinctly seen by the pilot on duty. Head her in shore, then, and take in six quarts if it's good. See to it, Thompson, I can't very well leave the game now. It's getting right warm. This pilot's beating is all the smash. The wooding completed, we paddled on again. The captain seemed somewhat vexed when the mate informed him that the price was the same as the last woodyard, three and a quarter, but soon again became interested in the game. 
my upper berth there were no staterooms then i could observe the movements of the players all the contention seemed to be between the captain and the pilots the latter person had just took a turn and turn about steering and playing brag one of them almost invariably winning while the two passengers merely went through the ceremony of dealing cutting and playing up their antes they were anxious to learn the game and they did learn it once in a while indeed seeing they had two aces and a bragger they would venture about a five or ten dollars but they were always compelled to back out before the tremendous barking of the captain or pilot and if they did venture to call out on two bullets and a bragger they had the mortification to find one of the officers with the same kind of hand and were more venerable still with all these disadvantages they continued playing they wanted to learn the game at two o'clock the captain asked the mate how we were getting on oh pretty glibly sir replied the mate we can scarcely tell what headway we are making for we are obliged to keep the middle of the river and there is a shadow of a fog rising this wit seems rather better than that we took in the yellow faces but we're nearly out again and must be looking out for more i saw a light just ahead on the right shall we hail yes yes replied the captain ring the bell and ask him what's the price of wood up here i thought you would get here at double kings i heard the bell and the pilot's hail what's your price for wood a youthful voice on the shore replied three and a quarter Deep, ejaculated the captain who had just lost the price of two quarts to the pilot the stranger suffering some at the same time three and a quarter again are we never to get to a cheaper country deal sir if you please better luck next time the other pilot's voice was again heard on deck how much have you only about ten quarts sir was the reply of the youthful salesman the captain here told thompson to take six quarts which would last till daylight and again turned his attention to the game the pilots here changed places when did they sleep were taken in the caravan again took her place in the middle of the stream paddling on as usual day at length dawned the brag party broke up and settlements were being made during which operation the captain's bragging propensities were exercised in cracking up the speed of his boat which by his reckoning must have made at least sixty miles and would have made many more if he could have procured good wood it seems the two passengers in their first lesson had incidentally lost one hundred and twenty dollars the captain as he rose to see about taking in some good wood which he felt sure of obtaining now that he had got above the level country winked his opponent the pilot with whom he had been on very bad terms during the progress of the game and said in the undertone forty apiece for you and i and james the other pilot is not bad for one night i had risen and went out with the captain to enjoy a view of the bluffs there was just fog enough to prevent the vision from taking in more than sixty yards there was just fog enough to prevent the vision taking in more than sixty yards so as disappointed in my expectation we are nearing the shore for the purposes of looking for wood the banks being invisible from the middle of the river there it is exclaimed the captain stop her ding 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 with the big there it is exclaimed the captain stop her ding 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 with the big bell and the captain hailed allo the woodyard allo yourself answered a squeaking female voice which came from a woman with a petticoat over her shoulders in place of a shawl what's the price of wood i think you ought to know the price by this time answered the old lady in the petticoat it's three and a quarter and now you know it three and the broke in the captain what have you raised on your wood too i'll give you three and not a cent more well replied the petticoat here comes the old man he'll talk to you and sure enough out crept from the cottage the veritable faded cat copperous colored pants yellow countenance and two weeks beard we had seen the night before in the same voice we had heard regulating the price of cottonwood squeaked out the following sentence accompanied by the same leer of the same yellow countenance why darn it all captain there is but three or four cords left and since it's you i don't care if i do let you have it for three as you're a good customer after a quick glance at the landmarks around the captain bolted and turned in to take some rest the fact became apparent the reader will probably have discovered it some time since 
that we've been winning all night at the same woodyard. End of A Bully Boat and a Brad Captain, a story of steamboat life on the Mississippi.